Hello everyone, my name is Sigulen and you're listening to episode 18 of the Artful Athlete podcast. Happy December to you all. Only four weeks left of 2020? And I know a lot of you are eagerly expecting 2021 with all its promises. Promises can be hard to keep. If you had made some to others or to yourself at the beginning of the year, but haven't been in a position to keep them, two things. Number one, forgive yourself. Get rid of the guilt or disappointment. Number two, prepare yourself to move on, to move into the next chapter. This month, we'll be exploring a few themes to get you ready to keep your word and to fuel your voice, your expression and your projects in 2021. And today, it's all about the power of adaptation. If you've listened to previous episodes, you may remember that I've been talking about a recent adaptation of a French play called Cyrano de Bergerac. Now, this new version was written by Martin Crimp and performed by the Jamie Lloyd Company in 2019 and 2020. And it was also the last live performance I got to see this year before we all went into lockdown. I have personally always loved the original play by Edmond Rostand. As a French speaker, a student, and further down the line, an actress, I always embraced the bravado and wit of the main characters, but also the more gentle and poetic side of it too. But more than anything, I just loved the language, the images, the rhythms and the rhymes. When words find this balance of playful music and power, that is where magic is made in my eyes. Growing up, I felt a lot of this magic, As a linguist, I appreciated the beat of those consonants and the openness of vowels and sounds. Romantic at heart, the story and interactions between the characters made me fall in love with each and every one of them. And as an actress, speaking those lines felt absolutely delectable. In short, this play had it all. Since then, if I see that Cyrano is being put on somewhere near me, I'll look into it. Even if it's not in French. Actually, even more so when it's not in French. Curiosity. Simple, blessed curiosity to see what rhythms, what melodies this story will be told in. Because obviously, going from one language to the next, it has to follow different rules and different structures. I confess having seen some performances which, while well acted or directed, left me wanting. Because something was missing. Something in the depth of those original French lines, in the heart and essence of the play, if you will, was missing. And last February, as the curtain fell at the Playhouse Theatre in London, I remember turning to my friend Katie and say, they've nailed it. It's truly been adapted. I'm not sure if I had fully understood what it was then. Perhaps the fact that it's been a few months since I saw it and I've had the time to read and reread this version of the text a few times, Maybe that's also what's helped me see it. In truth, this adaptation worked because it was a celebration of each character. It was a celebration of the magic infused by Rostand in the original text. Cyrano is more than just a triangle love story. It's a love letter to language, its power, its dialects, and most of all, its potential to honesty. Where the previous adaptations I'd experienced failed is that they often tried to recreate the French rhythm and structure. The play being written in Alexandrin, which is a French verse abiding to a particular set of rules, it needs to be translated into the new language. However, is translation enough? 
No, many things get lost in translation. So you have to go beyond the words, beyond the structure, beyond the written to meet the heart, the essence that the line, the verse, the words are describing. Adapting and changing are two very different beasts. Stepping away from literature for a second, when you have to adapt to a new situation, unless something truly specific calls for this, you don't have to discard all of you. You have to be more flexible, more fluid to navigate freely in your new surrounding. Changing is when what you currently have cannot stay for X or Y reason. Changing means looking at your nucleus, admitting that it cannot sustain itself in the current pattern that it's in, and making the conscious decision to alter it. Altering could mean getting rid of, um, I, I don't know, say a habit or, or a way of thinking. But it could also mean starting from scratch and starting from the beginning again, having just thrown everything into the bin. Adapting is about connecting to that nucleus and seeing how it can be preserved when put in another setting. Say you're a chef. A critique comes into your restaurant and tells you that this dish is overcooked, it's overseasoned, why do you even have it on the menu? You've got two choices there. Option number one, change. Scrap that recipe, you're never going to cook carrots anyway, anymore, and you're going to create a new dish and you're going to win this guy over next time he comes in. Option two, you adapt, you keep the recipe, but change perhaps the cooking time and the seasoning and how it's presented. The essence of the dish is still there. You've just changed some of the parameters that it lives in. Here's another food-related example. If you've traveled around the world, you will have tasted different foods and different spice levels. In many restaurants across the UK, and I'm pretty sure across the world too, they will adjust the heat of the dish to the local population. An Indian chef I used to work with once told me very plainly that there were places he knew he could go because he was going to get the same strength and the same amount of flavor as he'd get back home, but that most restaurants have to diminish the heat or even invent brand new dishes to satisfy their customers when it comes to that. In his recipes, he chose to adjust the spice level. I still get to introduce people to the flavor I have at home, he told me, and you know, maybe one day they'll try something stronger. Maybe they'll go to India and try the real thing. But at least I've started something with this. In many ways, adapting is about opening a door and allowing a truth to be seen through a different lens. Be it in food, in life or in words, or in any other realm for that matter. It's looking at the core and finding a way to transport or transfer it, or as much of it as possible, to a different receptacle. You could, of course, ask yourself, how can I preserve it? But you won't find the answer to this question unless you've absolutely connected and understood what it is you're trying to reintroduce, to preserve. In other words, if you're trying to adapt a book or a play, look beyond the language, beyond the words. If you're jumping from one job situation to another, identify what you need to preserve, what you need to keep and edit to thrive in those new parameters. Be honest and true to the essence. Get familiar with it. Color, shape, emotion, favorite cookie. Go way beyond the cover because that's where the truth lie. In Crimp's Cyrano, the essence, the truth created by Rostand in French was infused in every line. 
It was celebrated through the use of modern rhythms, of beats and rhymes. It's not about the infamous nose, but about a feeling of insecurity and fear of rejection shared by all. It's not about Alexandrian rhythms and rules, but about how it sounds on the tongue and how it's received in the ears. It's about expressing and feeling. It's also about personal censorship, believing we shouldn't let our true feelings be heard, or that we're not capable of something. It's about deflecting hurt and making art, and it's about true expression. What does adapting mean to you? Is it difficult or easy to do? If with the first one you answered, then dive in, swim through what is layered, introduce yourself with simplicity, add a touch of flexibility, say it in your own words, and thus, truth will be heard. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Artful Athlete podcast. Next week, we'll be talking about speaking with your body. I'll speak to you soon. 